to the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast, coming to you from the Playdraft Studios, with your hosts, Mike Wright, Ben Cummins, and Chris Meany. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. This is the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. My name is Mike, the Fantasy Hitman Wright, your host for the hour, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, who knows? We never know how long we're going to go on the Fantasy Footballers DFS show, but we, we do know we are always joined by Ben Cummins and Chris Meany. Ben, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Mike. I just actually just want to give props to you guys real quick because some pretty amazing calls last week. Meany was all over Duke Johnson. He was. And the Dolphins' defense was yeah. a little bit out there, I thought, and they crushed it. You guys have already seen this, but uh, had to send the screenshot in our chat. My buddy's mom wins the $1 on DraftKings, wins $10,000. Both of those players were in her lineup. So you're I darn mean, right they were. <laughs> some pretty solid calls last week, boys. This is why you're the best in the business. Chris Meany, how are you doing this fine evening? Uh, better to hear that Ben's buddy's yeah. mom like, took down a, a lot of cash. Yeah, Insane, I was, right? I was at that game in Cleveland just watching Duke get target after target and catch after catch. So it was just nice to see that Cleveland realized that they had an explosive player in their backfield like About time. Johnson. Yes. It's so bizarre because they paid him. Like <laughs> right. It got to the point where I mean, Duke was really, really mad and uh, I, arguably I, I understand where, he, where he's coming from. He had the whole Twitter meltdown where he deleted like everything off his Twitter oh, and was social media that. pouting. Yeah. And then he got paid and then they didn't use him. I mean, it's almost like there were really bad coaches in Cleveland. <laughs> it's almost like I didn't think there were any more reasons to find out there for why Hugh Jackson was awful, but we found another one. Yes, but uh, on to more positive things. Welcome to the Fantasy Footballers DFS podcast. Thank you for joining us. We're bringing DFS for the rest of us, just trying to make the weekend a little bit easier as you slide into those DMs of FanDuel and DraftKings, kick open the doors, win a little bit of green, get ready for this holiday season. And with that said, we are going to start with our cash game picks. Straight cash, homie. All right, Chris Meany, who are the quarterbacks you like starting your cash game foundation with? I'll start with Aaron Rodgers. He's been pretty disappointing over the past couple games. A couple He has. Yes. Some rough showings on the road in LA against the Rams. I expected maybe a little bit more. And against the Patriots, I mean they shut him down. Green Bay only had 17 points. Now he returns home in a much nicer matchup against Miami. Football Outsiders has their defense ranked 26th against the pass. It's one of the highest team implied totals. Green Bay, 29 and a half. Miami has given up the seventh most yards per game. So I like this matchup a lot. And I, I still like Devontae Adams. How could you not? Even going up against Davian uh, Howard, I, I, I'm not really scared about that matchup at all. Some big-time players have had some pretty significant performances against them. And, and for Adams... He's got three 100-yard games in the last four contests. So that's what makes me like Rodgers so much, to have a solid wideout in in Adams. And then looking at guys like Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who has showed up over the past couple weeks, he's had over 100 yards in two of his last three games. No Geronimo Allison, a good matchup on the ground, and Aaron Jones and company. So I think that Green Bay will have their way in what is a must-win game for them now. They've lost two straight games. They need to get a W here at home against Miami, take advantage. And then Matt Ryan, I like a lot. I, I like him in cash. I like him in tournaments. I'm not scared at all with this Cleveland defense. I mentioned being there. Now, part of it was... 
in Kansas City is just unbelievable. Their offense is 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 so good. But for Matt Ryan, 350 yards, four touchdowns, his last game in Washington on the road against a defense that was pretty good. I think we all three of us realized that you know Washington's not as good as some of their numbers had shown early on in the season. But Ryan took advantage. 19 passing touchdowns. That's one off of what he had last season. There were zero games for Matt Ryan last year where he had over two passing touchdowns. Two. He already has four with at least three. So he's rolling. This offense is good. The Browns have surrendered the third most yards per game, the sixth most pass- passing yards per game. Denzel Ward, I don't even know if he's going to play in this contest. He left that game. He's That's banged huge up. news. That is huge. It makes me love Julio. And Atlanta, hey, they've won three straight ball games, averaging 31 points per game. Cleveland, they've lost four in a row, allowing 33.5 points per game over that span. So it's just two teams heading in opposite directions. Yeah, I really like the Atlanta-Cleveland matchup. It's, I think it's chock full of absolute juicy uh, juicy fantasy goodness. And you're right, the Falcons are trending up. I mean, the way they started the season, it seemed like it was impossible for them to actually rally and get back in the playoff hunt. But they're, they're there, sort of. At four kind of, four. kind of. Getting kind there. Of. I mean, if they, yeah, again, they're a little closer, warmer. All right, Ben, give me some quarterbacks. Yeah, I like that that uh, Falcons-Browns game as well. Uh, Meany, speaking of Washington not being as good as we kind of, you know, some maybe thought that they were, um, definitely expect them to start trending the wrong direction, especially with all their injuries. Uh, I think the Fitz magic is still rolling. Ryan Fitzpatrick is $5,900, so kind of hitting him high a little bit here because we do have some cheap options that we can talk about. But this Buccaneers passing offense as a whole has just continued to get it done all year there second in yards per game as a team, as an offense, and seventh in points per game. And Fitzpatrick, when he's been out there, is sixth in passing yards per game. Uh, The Buccaneers are at home in this matchup, and it is not a very tough matchup. Washington's 20th in passing yards, 19th in pass DVOA, so kind of middle of the pack. Also, what's very impressive to me, Fitzpatrick's tied for eighth in pass touchdowns on the year, and he's played in like 60% 60% of right. the games in the quarters. So <laughs> he's definitely getting it done. Um, if you want to save a little bit of money, I do think that this week allows us some opportunities to do that. The first guy I'm looking at is Marcus Mariota at home against the Patriots. Now, this is a little bit of a risk, but that comes into play with his salary only being $4,700. We know the Patriots are going to put up points. We know Mariota is going to have to put up points. We saw him have a very good game on the road, I believe it was, against the Cowboys last week. But that really was his kind of first sign of life all season. He hasn't been very good, but you can also look at his hand injury that he suffered in week one uh, and kind of tell yourself a story that he's starting to get a little bit healthier. And we saw that production come uh, this past week. So the Patriots' defense isn't awful, but – 26 in passing yards allowed per game, 18th in pass DVOA. It's all, it's also not an awful matchup. We know, at least in cash, uh, where we're looking for at least a little bit of that rushing uh, floor, Mariota is going to give you a little bit of that. We saw the rushing touchdown last week. So it's really more about the price than the player in the matchup. I will admit that, but it's it's big time to be able to save money at quarterback when we're talking about being this cheap, especially because – We've seen the quarterback salaries be pretty tight this year, and all of the plays are kind of in that 55 to 65 range, all of the respectable plays. And then this week we see Mariota at 4-7, uh, and we also see Josh McCown at 4-3, who just became viable because D- Darnold's now out and McCown's going to start. So another option there at home 
in a matchup that's probably a little bit tougher, but the Bills are awful, so who are we kidding? Yeah, if you want a gross quarterback option, don't worry. (laughs) There's something something special planned for the end of the show. We will not (laughs) name him right now, so you got to stay tuned until till the end until oh we we give our lineups hey but hey uh and the i was going to comment that the titans were also hamstrung by derrick henry when they just continued to feel like this was the solution of force feeding derrick henry to be completely inefficient the past two games where we've actually seen some life from mariota it's hand in hand with deon lewis is the starting running back and the primary running back, playing the most snaps of the season this past week. I think it's it's pretty safe to say that Deion Lewis is the man now for this offense, which, in my opinion, it helps them a ton to keep the chains moving. Speaking of other running backs, Chris Meany, who do you like this week? Yeah, I agree with you, Mike, on Lewis. I mean, he's three targets back of the team high from, yes. from Corey Davis. And so. Deion Lewis or, is or great. Rather, Derek, yeah. Derek Henry is a wrecking ball that can't get moving. Yeah, catches, not targets. But yeah, oh, man. so there's two backs here. They're they're mid to low priced. One has value on DraftKings. One has value on FanDuel. We'll start with the FanDuel guy, and that's David Johnson. And I, I sometimes have a hard time playing David Johnson because I, I, I'm just not sure his ceiling is all that high. You know, obviously Arizona, one of the worst offensive teams in football, but I was intrigued with how Arizona used, especially, you know, you bring in Byron Leftwich, the change of offensive coordinator. They use DJ how we saw him a couple of years ago. They even lined him up in the slot or out wide a couple of times. Most routes run of the season. There you go. So Johnson, 16 carries in that game week eight. Fourth most he's had all year is 59 rushing yards, the third most. So he was, was one of his most efficient games is four catches against the 49ers in that contest. The tied for the second most he's seen all season. And he had a team high 40 or a season high, rather 41 receiving yards for him. So very, very good stuff. Just let's keep it going here, right? So against KC, a team that's going to be able to score some points, you you know that high-powered offense is going to have their way. The Chiefs, uh, you just can't stop them. So, But defensively, you can run on them, and teams have run on them, and we saw last week, not just Duke Johnson catching balls. I mean, they've given up the second-most catches to running backs, but also Nick Chubb was successful. He also had 23 touches and was was strong on the ground. So KC ranks dead last in, in rest DVOA. They've allowed the eighth most rushing yards per game and the most fantasy points to running back. So I expect David Johnson not only to get a handful of carries and be successful, should they get down there, they've also struggled in the red zone to allow running backs the, the third most rushing touchdown. So if Arizona can get down there and score some points, but even if not, and they have to play catch-up, that's some added points there. You're going to get a few targets and a few catches. And then another guy, I think, Brought up, didn't write about him, and in the articles this week, I, I had said I was a little bit bummed that I didn't touch on Jordan Howard, but it was just a little bit of a sprinkle when we were talking about him in the podcast last week. It's all game script with Jordan Howard. He's got a rushing touchdown in three straight games, four over that span. He enters this week with at least 14 carries in six of his eight games. He ranks inside the top 10 in red zone rushing attempts. In fact, all five of his touchdowns have come inside the red zone for them inside the five-yard line. Past couple weeks... Matchups against Jets, the Bills, very game script in favor of Chicago. I expect the same thing against Detroit this week. Like, I'm not loving the Lions at all. And Detroit has allowed the third most rushing yards per game. That's 142 per game. And 5.1 yards per carry against is the second most. So I expect Howard to be leaned on again in the second quarter and or in the second half, rather, and get some touches. I look at his price on DraftKings at $4,700. I, I slot him in the flex on almost every single lineup. Ben? 
Yeah, multiple stud running backs this week, of course. Uh, but Melvin Gordon, to me, I just don't see how you don't play him. He's kind of my Alvin Kamara this week, even though he's more expensive than Kamara was. Gordon, seventh in opportunities per game on the year at 21.9. The Chargers have been great all year. They're eighth in yards per game, 11th in points per game, and they're facing the Raiders, who are just absolutely yeah, atrocious. They packed the it Raiders, in. Yeah, yeah, they've packed it in. Dead last in rushing yards allowed per game, 25th in run DVOA. They're embarrassing right now, and I want to take advantage of good game script and good volume with Melvin Gordon. And then it is always a little bit risky to point chase. Uh, and we are doing that with Duke Johnson this week. Uh, Meany's not because he was all over it. Chase away. <laughs> but I think in this matchup at home, again, the Browns at home a second week in a row. We saw what the coaching change did as Meany was on. It, the, the matchup couldn't be better for an encore or at least close to it against the Falcons defense that, again, just cannot for multiple years. It's happened a ton this year as well. Cannot stop pass catching running backs. We didn't see it happen a ton last week. Adrian Peterson was a disappointment, but he doesn't catch passes. I believe Capri Bibbs actually did see the end zone. He did. So Duke Johnson is that guy. Uh, you know, again, DFS websites are point per reception. Uh, statistical scoring um, websites. And so Duke Johnson has that role. You know, I don't think we've touched enough on Carlos Hyde leaving and it's Nick Chubb and it's Duke Johnson, but Johnson actually has outsnapped what I'm seeing uh, for, on the season. Nick Chubb, 291 to 146. So he also has that veteran advantage as well. And it's a game that, again, should favor a pass-catching running back. So I think because he's still cheap enough at $4,700, this is a good time to point chase there. All right, all right, all right. I don't disagree. Um, I don't know what the, his snaps are in the past two games comparatively if we're talking about Nick Chubb versus Duke Johnson. I would be shocked if if Duke was anywhere close to Nick Chubb, but that's not going to stop uh, me from scooping. I can tell you real quick. Yeah, yeah. Duke you, Johnson, but it's 23 in week eight. Nick Chubb had 31. And then in week nine last week, Johnson had 35 and Chubb had 37. So in the, you know, pass catching game script for the Browns, it was even, which I would guess would yeah, be somewhat sounds about similar right. this week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm with it. I'm with Duke Johnson for 4,700 bucks on DraftKings. Let's move over to the wide receiver position. Chris Meany is coming in hot. We're, we're, we're locking in the studs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so we're going to need some low plays as well, fellas. <laughs> we'll, we'll, hit, we'll hit you low when we get to GPPs. And there, okay. You know, Julio, there's enough value here today that you'll hear on this podcast where you can spend up on a guy like Julio Jones and Robert Woods. I'm just looking for some safe volume. And, you know, and even in tournaments, people may shy away from Julio because of the price. I mean, he's the most expensive um, on, on Fandle for sure. And a little bit more of a value there. You know, he finally found the end zone. Okay, let's let's try to ride this thing out. But jokes aside, I mean, 91 targets, it ranks third. 60 catches, ranks fifth. 933 yards, ranks second. We all know that. He's first in the league in air yards. The volume's going to be there. I mentioned Denzel Ward not going to be able to play. Julio's averaging 11 targets. Maybe not going to be able to play. But Julio's averaging 11 targets per game over his last five contests. And I, and I mentioned just the struggles defensively for the Browns. And then there's Robert Woods. And I look at the top 10 priced wide receivers, and I see all of them from a consistent basis it's not there. Like there's always this one or two games that's just off. And I see Robert Woods and I've yet to see one. I mentioned last week, he extended his streak of at least five catches and 70 yards now to eight games. And he's like 
one of the safest wide in football, and he's never up in that $7,000, $8,000 range. And I feel like there's always seems to be a discount. He, he plays on arguably the best offensive team in football. They have the second highest implied team total at 30.5. Woods had five grabs, 92 yards in a game earlier this year against uh, Seattle. And if you look at just overall tar- targets and target share, it's Woods who leads the way. 74 targets is 14 more than the next closest guy in Brennan Cook. So uh, I feel really just safe, and, and it's just a strong play with Robert Woods in this offense. You know you're going to put up 30 points at home this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little confused as well when it when it comes to the pricing of of like Cooks, Cup, and Robert Woods. I mean, Woods is just kind of he's right in that super nice area where I, I agree. I think he's an extremely strong play because he's so safe and the prices. It's nice, Ben. Wide receivers. <laughs> Yeah, so let's save a little bit of money here. And I'm point chasing again a little bit, but I'll again talk about why I think it makes sense. So Adam Humphreys is only $3,900. And when you look at what he's been doing, it took me a little while to kind of get on board. But this guy did just win somebody a million dollars last week, which again, we're point chasing, but he's too cheap. He's actually played the second most snaps of all Buccaneers wide receivers ahead of Godwin, ahead of Deshaun Jackson. He's played 400 snaps, which is a lot. Yeah. And his production has been there. He's seen at least seven targets in four of his last five games. He's posted at least 76 receiving yards in three of his last four games. And he's caught at least seven passes in two straight games. He's that cheap. He's in one of the best passing offenses in the league. As we talked about, Fitzmagic getting it done. And the matchup is nice as well, like I talked about earlier. And then uh, to go back up and spend a little bit more money if you have it. Guys, I can't get out of my head the fact that Maurice Harris, who's been the Redskins slot receiver as of late, just put up 10 catches and 124 yards on the Falcons. And who is the slot receiver for the Browns? Well, that's Jarvis Landry. Bless him. Bless him. Let's bless him this week. And... I think this might be a week where, um, you know, we see the coaching change and it really helped Duke Johnson. And of course, it makes sense to play him again, but we could see it, uh, you know, switch a little bit. And this could be Jarvis Landry that has the big game. Hasn't had that many big games so far this year, but with Baker Mayfield there. And the other thing, too, is it, it doesn't feel like a very exciting play, but in this matchup at home, his price keeps dropping, too. And it doesn't necessarily make sense because now he's at $6,200. He's fifth in targets per game in the league with 11.2. He's played an insane 624 snaps this year. He's always on the field, and the matchup's there. The Falcons, 29th in passing yards allowed per game, 28th in pass DVOA. Those are some of the worst rankings in the league. We know we've wanted to attack this defense all along. So if you have the money, Jarvis Landry, ton of sense this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you on Jarvis this week. At the tight end position, Chris Meany, who, who are you relying on? O.J. Howard. Okie dokie. Some, uh, some O.J. juice. Uh, you know, at least four catches, 53 yards his past four games. In fact, only Kelsey has more fantasy points than Howard over the last four weeks. He, he comes in pretty hot, four touchdowns in his last four games. That leads all tight ends, 53 yards in seven of his eight games. And the one game he didn't, he left early with an injury. So O.J. Howard just is becoming one of the safe, safest tight ends in football right now. And he, in, a, in a main slate that has no Travis Kelsey and one that I can't trust Rob Gronkowski and other than Travis Kelsey or Travis Kelsey no Zach Ertz rather other than Travis Kelsey that's it it's like OJ Howard I just love him in there every single week Ben yeah Howard's gotten to that point and then uh, I like Trey Burton because mostly because of the price yeah I was was looking at this going (laughs) man uh, (laughs) yeah 
I he's only I get it. Trey Burton's catching a touchdown every single week. It's just so hard to trust the volume. But then I saw the price and I said, Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, and it look, it didn't work out for me last week with with Kyle Rudolph, but Burton's right in that same range, and he's only thirty nine hundred dollars. And I think there are reasons to like him. I mean, he's seen forty one targets on the year, which are only eight behind Taylor Gabriel's team lead. Yes, I get that Allen Robinson's been injured. You talked about the touchdowns, Mike. His five touchdowns are tied with Jordan Howard for the team lead. They're at home against Detroit. I mean, he was talk talking about how Detroit's been struggling a little bit. They're nineteenth in DVOA against tight ends, and they're 30th in overall pass DVOA. So it's a pretty good matchup for a player that's really involved. Adam Shaheen looks like he's getting closer to returning. He was going to share time with Burton, still out with an injury. That's helped Burton all year, and I think it helps him this week as well. All right, quickly we'll touch on DST. I want one from each of you. Chris Meany, who's your favorite? Uh, my well, my favorite's up at the top, but um, you know if Ma- Nathan Peterman plays, I'm gonna roll the Jets. And- well, it'll, it'll be it's it's either gonna be Josh Allen or Derek Anderson, from what I'm hearing. Well, so let's dust off the old PS2 and get a little Madden 2006 <laughs> if it's going to be Derek Anderson against Josh McCown. Like, I'll play yeah. either of these defenses. So I have no problem with any of them. Yeah, I would probably just take the cheaper one and the one that's at home, and that's the New York Jets. Ben? Yeah. Wow, they're cheaper? That's crazy. Uh, yeah, great yeah, price. Makes I no like sense. the I like the Saints if we're saving a little bit of money. Only $2,200. The Bengals super banged up. A.J. Green's not going to play. And the Saints have a good run defense. And if they're able to not let Joe Mixon get off, then I don't feel super confident that Dalton's going to be able to attack this pass defense, even though it's bad, with limited weapons. So for that cheap of a price, they're interesting to me. Not bad, not bad. Before we move into the tournament picks, quickly want to remind you about the ultimate DFS pass, the only premium resource you need for your DFS lineup, building extravaganza over the weekend, premium content, from these fellas, Chris Meany, Ben Cummins, Jake Seeley, some, some neat tools that help show you values of maybe you want to start with Player X and you find out, hey, it's better if I play him over at FanDuel. I'm going to get a little bit of cash savings. I'm going to start over there. We got ownership projection. Fanshare is sharing with us their proprietary algorithm where they check out how are, how are people talking about players and that helps build the model. It'll get you a little bit of, of knowledge heading into these possible ownership percentages. The price was just recently dropped for the remainder of the season. Go check out ultimatedfspass.com. And we got to thank today's sponsor, Pristine Auction, the absolute best sports memorabilia website ever. It's an auction site. This is where I'm getting all of my amazing gear. I got You know what I got for my pops on Father's Day? I got him a signed Fran Tarkenton, Minnesota Vikings Hall of Fame quarterback legendary a guy that my dad grew up loving idolizing I surprised him with that I framed it up it looked incredible the man was nearly moved to tears it was an incredible moment they have hundreds of new things up on pristine auction every single day you can deck out your house Christmas is coming you want to talk about a unique gift I just shared my story and I'm looking at a signed Tevin Coleman jersey right now pristine auction it's the best you got to go check it out P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E auction.com. The, making the account is completely free. When you do that, let them know that you heard about them from the Fantasy Footballers DFS podcast. All right. You fellas ready to talk about the tournament picks? Oh, oh yes. yes. You down with GPP? 
Now, I was promised that we would talk about some lower-priced players, fellas, so it, we better get those get the coupons out. I'm trying to save some money. Man, my running backs are dirt cheap. <laughs> cheaper, meaning I need cheaper. <laughs> oh, go cheaper. <laughs> Scrape the worry. bottom. Hey, all right, let's start at the quarterback position, Chris Meany. Scrape the bottom of the barrel, my friend. Okay, let's start high first. Let's start high first. Yeah, you're going to save uh, the gross one? Yeah, I'll save the gross right. one just for a little bit here. Um, Philip Rivers, we we've, we don't have to spend too much time. You know, Mike, you mentioned that they've already packed it in Oakland. Uh, but it's actually been over 40 days since the Chargers have played a home game, and yet they continue to roll. They've won five straight games, a high team implied total of 30.5. It, it's, it's the second, actually, highest of the week. And for Oakland, we just, like, Nick Mullins, like, he didn't even have a Wikipedia page before that game. Mike, I saw you joke about his, he just got verified halfway through that game. That wasn't a joke game. that hurt me a lot, <laughs> that he Don't was able to get verified so quickly. He threw all over them. And, he did. And it, they've allowed 19 passing touchdowns. It's the second most in football. They're ranked 31st uh, past DVOA, according to Football Outsiders. They've allowed the second most points per game, the sixth most yards per game, the ninth most passing yards per game, and the tenth most fantasy points to quarterback. So let's roll out Phillip Rivers and all of his options. You can even play Melvin Gordon. Ben, I love the Gordon call. You can play them both because he catches yeah. balls out of the backfield and he scores touchdowns. And let's get nuts here with Blake Here we Bortles. go. Blake here we go. Bortles. Yeah. $4,900. And I'll be honest, like I wrote up the articles. I didn't have any Bortles in there. And I'm like, where's my let's get nut quarterback here? And then all of a sudden I'm looking through DraftKings is where he really jumps out at me in his price. And I see, wow, Bortles, $4,900. This will allow me to do a lot. And I don't think anybody will be on him. We'll find out later if there's anybody else. But, um, Listen, you look at his last few games, got four interceptions and three touchdowns. So I, I can't imagine people going to Blake Bortles. And anytime everyone, anybody has said, look, Bortles sucks. He's awful. He's brutal. He comes out with these games and it just kind of comes out of nowhere. And I was looking back at his last three games against the Colts. He threw for at least 300 yards in each of them last season, almost 700 yards and three touchdowns. He's doing enough on the ground as well to return value at $4,900. He's fourth among quarterbacks in rushing yards. He has at least 30 yards in the ground in five games. And for the Colts, I could don't, this matchup, obviously, it shouldn't scare they, anybody. They it, stink. It no. They stink. If, look, anyone who's not named Derek Anderson has put up fantasy days against this team, and that includes Sam Darnold. That exactly. includes Derek Carr. The, the matchup should not scare you at all. You got to get nuts. You want to you wanna save that money. Blake Bortles is here for triple coupon day. All right, Ben, <laughs> who you got? Well, a couple of guys that don't cost that much more than Bortles that I just think are better quarterbacks. Uh, the first one's Andrew Luck in the same game. I'll take the home quarterback, who I also don't think we're talking about tournaments because of the matchup on paper against the Jaguars. I don't see him being that high owned coming off the bye week. You know, you had all the concern about him early in the year, but he's been great. He's second in the league in touchdown passes with 23. Uh, I, I fully believe, and we're going to talk about him in a second, that T.Y. Hilton is with the bye week um, and playing a couple weeks before uh, the bye week, and now they're coming back, that he's got to be close or 100% healthy. That should increase Andrew Luck's upside. So I really like him as a tournament play here at home because I think people will be afraid because of Jacksonville. And then I'm with you, Mike. Baker Mayfield, yeah. uh, I, I'm with you on this game. I like it a lot. And I like that the Browns are at home. And I think that this could be the spot where it all comes together for Baker, especially with the coaching chains, uh, change. He threw for 297 yards, almost hit that 300-yard bonus on DraftKings and two touchdowns at home last week against Kansas City. 
And now the matchup might even be better this week against the Falcons. Again, as I said, 29th in passing yards allowed, 28th in pass DVOA. I see a lot of fantasy goodness and a lot of points scored in this game, just like you. And he's only $5,400. So you get some salary savings and I think a lot of upside as yeah, well. Yeah, I like the price for Baker. Just my quick comment for Andrew Luck. I like to play. I'm still willing to play him against Jacksonville. And it appears that later you're going to try to talk me into T.Y. Hilton. And I was going to say that the, yes. the downside for me for Andrew Luck is I don't want to start my stack with Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton. We'll, we'll see if you can convince me. But I think starting with an Andrew Luck and a Jack Doyle is actually a very viable start for, for Ooh, a, a tournament foundation. All right, let's talk about running backs. Chris Meany. Yeah, let's go Aaron Jones coming off a season high, 14 carries, 16 touches last week. Everyone saw the fumble on Sunday night. We all saw it, and he, he got benched at one point. Jamal Williams was in there, but he also totaled 86 yards, and it was one of his better showings. And and this is this is a good matchup that I don't think people will be on him. You want cheap, he's really cheap on both sides. He's affordable, and, and for Miami, they've just struggled against the run. They've allowed the fifth most rushing yards per game, the fifth most fantasy points to running backs. It's only a matter of time, honestly. I keep saying this, but it is only a matter of time before he just takes control of this backfield. And for Jones and for people who don't think he can pass block, a shout out to Pat Thurman of Pro Football Focus. I saw the tweet, and and he has yet to allow a quarterback pressure in 11 attempts. So nice. his, bla- his blocking grade ranks 8th out of 61 qualified running backs. So that was all the talk at the start of the season. No, he can't pass, pass block. He can't protect. It's all Jamal Williams. It's not the case at all. Aaron Jones is a terrific talent. He's better than Jamal Williams, and uh, I want to see it. And, and, he, and another running back here that I think is fair, fairly cheap, is Theo Riddick, and I think he can have the same role as Duke Johnson. And Riddick, last week, he came back. We were wondering where those Golden Tate targets would go to. Sure, we're going to get a boost in Galladay. We'll get a boost in Marvin Jones. But it was Riddick who had a team-high eight targets and seven catches last week. And it was a tough matchup for on Johnson and against Minnesota. And it's a tough one against the Chicago. The Chicago yeah. Bears, too. 3.7 yards per carry allowed, only 85 rushing yards per game allowed, only one rushing touchdown allowed. Those are all top five marks. The one rushing touchdown is the best mark. And Johnson and Riddick, whether you want it to be all Johnson or not, they played the exact same amount of snaps. Riddick is going to be involved. He's going to catch some balls. You saw Stafford on his butt 10 times last week. He's got to get it out quickly. Uh, and I think they're going to play from behind. So I like Riddick. He's fairly cheap on DK. What I think is interesting on the uh, the call in Green Bay to bench Aaron Jones for the fumble. I get it. The fumble is a, is a horrific mistake. Don't you think it's a mistake to have a guy run for 3.8 a carry over and, and over and over. I mean, it, I guess I'm kind of crapping on Jamal Williams who had an okay game on the ground, but I mean, that's that hurts your team too when your yes. offense is just completely inefficient because a running back can't get it done. Yeah, he's got to figure it out. He's going to be fired. Like you got to live. Uh, yeah, ho- hopefully this is pressure is building. Hopefully this is the end of McCarthy in Green Bay, but that's just just my quick two cents because that's what i'm here to do just comment on these things and and cheer everybody up i like it mike i like it <laughs> all right ben who you got <laughs> uh it's really tough to try to find some tournament running backs kind of so i mean i like that riddick call for for Meany, but let's go back to cohen who did not do really anything last week but let's not forget that he went on a month-long four-game stretch where he was absolutely crushing it and i've talked already about how i like this spot for the bears at home against a lions defense that can be beat so We'll go right back to Cohen here as a tournament play. Yeah, I don't mind it. You guys are battling bears. 
You got the Jay Howard versus the yeah. Tariq Cohen. I like Cohen in tournaments, but like I feel safer, or I just feel it's like stronger play for Howard and. Cash. Okay, and, and then we good. got the the Bortles versus Andrew Luck too. So. Oh <laughs> yes, but you gotta tune it in live for sure. <laughs> ben, we'll let you go again since you only had the Tariq Cohen. But talk me into T. Y. Hilton. Why should I believe in the man that's probably going to see a healthy, healthy dose of Jalen Ramsey? Well, Ramsey uh, in this Jaguars defense a little bit recently has not been as shut down as I think we'd like to think that they are. Um, To me, when T.Y. Hilton is healthy and right, he is an elite wide receiver in this league and is somewhat matchup proof. You know, we've seen that in the past when he would burn a uh, elite in his prime, Richard Sherman, et cetera, et cetera. And the couple of games that he came back uh, after his injury were underwhelming a little bit, although he scored once or twice uh, in his first game back a couple weeks ago. But the targets and the yards haven't gotten it done. But I think that he's fully healthy now. And if you go back to the beginning of the season, he saw double-digit targets in three straight games, and he was on pace to hit it in his fourth game when he got injured. So I think that he gets back in this game to being – the stud wide receiver, like the main piece of this offense, and he gets those double-digit targets again. And when you add in that the price, he's only $5,700, that allows you to take on that risk okay, that's, that's at an affordable price. Okay, the, the the price has definitely has me interested. I'm uh, According to Pro Football Focus, though, Jalen Ramsey held Alshon Jeffrey to 3-for-31. He held Hopkins to 3-for-50. He did score, but 3-for-50 with the scores, not getting it done for Hopkins. Held Tyreek Hill to 2-for-46, or, or helped, because they're, they're not on him 100% of the time, of course. But I, I have my concerns. But uh, that price. Eh, price makes it okay. The price. The, we know he'll be makes, low-owned because of this, the scare. I mean, what? So, well, saving know. money always just makes things <laughs> seem okay. You wanted some cheap plays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. there we go. All right, Chris Meany, who you got? Um, okay, let's start with Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon, yes. he, I, he's starting to find a groove yes. in, in New England. He's coming so, off his yes. best game. Ten targets. Five catches. 130 yards. Don't, he, don't even talk about this, Chris Meany. Just say Malcolm <laughs> Butler. <laughs> that's right. all you was, need to say i was going there and you know that at uh, bill belichick wants to uh, exploit this this yes. matchup big time we've Love seen it. the struggles from butler all year long and i i just encourage of what i've seen right the 10 targets tied for the team high with, Ju- with julian edelman then you then you go on top of the matchup and then you see right i mean it's it's the proof is right there and this is all really Butler, if you look at some of the big games, I mean, Kenny Stills, 106 yards, two touchdowns. Fuller and Hopkins each had a touchdown over 100 yards. Alshon Jeffrey had over 100 yards and a touchdown. Tyrell Williams had over 100 yards and a touchdown. So the big plays are there. We saw that big play last week from Josh Gordon. And, uh, you know, Ben mentioned Maurice Harris. Now, Jamison Crowder returned to practice limited on Thursday. There's been guys that have been in and out of that practice reports for for weeks now. I thought Chris Thompson was going to play, and then he doesn't play. So, I wouldn't like this as much if Crowder does play, but still, like, nobody has had a game in this Washington offense like the one that Maurice Harris just had. I know part of it had to do against the Atlanta Falcons. He had a season-high 12 catches, 10 or 12 targets, targets 10 catches, yeah. 
124 yards. Now, this matchup is good as well against Tampa. In fact, it may be better. They've allowed a league-high 22 passing touchdowns and the second-most fantasy points per game to wide receivers. Football Outsiders has them as the worst defense overall and the worst against the pass. I'm looking around at all these other players inside Washington. I'm seeing Josh Doxson. He hasn't had a game that's top 50 yards yet. He has one game with five catches. No other active wide receiver, even Crowder, if he's active, has had, or actually, he has had a a better game than three targets and two catches, but everybody else in that offense right. has not. So it's an opportunity that you can save some cash. And even if Crowder does play, I expect Harris to be involved. And if you're looking over in tournaments at under $4,000 at $3,900, seeing that there was just a connection that Alex Smith hasn't had with anybody else in this offense, I'm intrigued. All right, let's talk tight ends. Ben. I like what you said earlier, Mike, because I have Jack Doyle in my oh, tournament well, here we article, are. and I'm talking about him because this has been yes. one of my favorite players now for a couple of years. He's kind of like my Christian McCaffrey of the tight end position. I love the baby hands. I can't quit it. Yeah. And he's, he's an under-the-radar tight end play, but he really shouldn't be because he comes back from injury. That's the other thing I like about Luck is he's now got T.Y. and Doyle back. They were both banged up. Doyle comes back from injury in week eight and immediately plays 73% of the offensive snaps and catches six of seven targets for 70 yards and a touchdown. And he's been the Colts tight end one for like three years now. We know Luck's getting it done. We know Luck's always loved to throw to the tight end position. And if, you know, what you're talking about, which are great points, uh, comes to fruition with that matchup with T.Y. Hilton, the other targets, the targets, all the targets have to go somewhere. And Doyle could be fed in the middle of the field. And I expect him to be low owned because, again, the matchup on paper and people have forgotten about him because he was out. So like Doyle as an under the radar, although he shouldn't be tournament play. All right. Chris Meany. Yeah, I like that, too. Played 75 percent of the snaps in his week eight return. Yeah, sent Eric Ebron, Ebron right back to the bench. I mean, yeah, like, absolutely. For, for, for Doyle to do that. I mean, Ebron was on fire. On fire, I mean, yeah. we, we were loving him for fantasy purposes. He was killing defenses. The second Jack Doyle is back with his little bitty baby hands, <laughs> Eric Ebron's <laughs> snap percentage just evaporates. I mean, that speaks volumes. Never to me forget a couple weeks ago, Ebron was by far the most expensive tight end on the main slate. Yeah. Never forget. Yes, exactly. All right, Chris, yeah. Meany, your tight end play. Yeah, 22 targets to Ebron's 11 in the three games they've played together. Right. The writing is right there on the wall. CJ Uzuma it, it kind of intrigues me a little bit in tournaments. Now, the Saints, we haven't talked about them at all, but they're going to be able to put up points in, against the Bengals. They've allowed the most yards per game and the most passing yards per game. And like AJ Green and his 9.5 targets are gone. Like, I don't know if John Ross can take that on. And I don't know if, if Boyd can take on all of that. He's going to get a lot of attention this weekend. So, and for Uzuma, you look at his last game, zero. Big fat zero. Failed to yeah. catch one In ball. In a prime matchup, Uzuma, you great yeah. jerk. You yeah. ruined me. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> so he only has two catches in the last two games, and one of them was a red zone target he, he caught for a touchdown. So uh, I think it's an underrated play. If I was to choose between Uzuma and Doyle, it's definitely Doyle. But, um, you know, since he's going to have to throw the ball this weekend, and, and, and the Saints are a tough team to run on. More yeah, targets to go Saints, around with no green. I'm a, I'm a little disappointed, and here's a, a – a brief look into my lineup I'm going to talk about. Ben Watson, fellas. Ben Watson's $3,400. He's cheaper than both of these tight ends listed. Old man strength continues to what get it done. What a game he had and, and the matchup is incredible. I mean, Love the Bengals are one of the absolute worst teams when it comes to fantasy points against the position. So I, I, love, I love Ben Watson. But let's move. Oh, wait, we got defensive. Oof. 
almost a mistake. Ben, you got a you got one DST you want to mention for uh, tournaments? Yeah, why not throw out the Chargers if you want to? You know, have a, a defense explode. Why not play defense against a team that's already given up the Raiders? So let's roll the Chargers. <laughs> they haven't been fantastic this year, but I think that they're still pretty solid, and the matchup is great to me. All right, let's move it on to our favorite stacks. Stack attack. I'm going to let Ben rethink his favorite stack. So we're going to start <laughs> over with Chris Mead. Ben, if you re- if you think long and hard and you still want to go with it, I will not stop you. Chris oh, Mead, I'm scrambling. I'm scrambling. I'm thinking mega stack here with Philip Rivers, oh, mega stack. Melvin Gordon. Hey, you want to get Tyrell Williams in there? He's got a touchdown in three straight games. Ultra mega stack. Dot. <laughs> Give me all the chargers. Roll yeah. their defense, too. <laughs> it's your entire roster is just <laughs> chargers. That'd be a fantastic... All right, Ben. I gave you. You know time. what, Mike? I should have listened to you about the Dolphins' defense last week. I'm actually going to listen to you right now. I've talked oh, enough. Oh, I mean, about I'm not trying luck. to. Like, you got it. You have your process. You got no, no, the process. No, no, but but at the same time, I've already talked enough about Luck and Ty. So that is okay. a tournament stack I like. But I actually, when I was putting my lineup together before the show, I started thinking more and more. I talked about. I was talking about Baker Mayfield earlier, and we already touched on Duke Johnson and Jarvis Landry. And yes. I just I can't quit. Landry only being $6,200. And in my cash lineup, I was sitting there thinking, well, I already have Duke Johnson in there as my third running back to save money. Do I really want to play them both? And in cash, it, yeah, it it make it's totally fine. In cash, it still scares me just a tad. But then I was thinking, why not just play a mega uh, Baker Mayfield stack in tournaments? So let's go Baker, Duke, and Jarvis Landry all together. Yeah, I love that. I love that. that All right. It's time for the Battle Royale, which has a shocking surprise. Surprise as we give a lineup <laughs> to go against each other. Here we go. DFS Battle Royale. All right, Chris Meany, go ahead. All right, yeah. Uh, so Blake Bortles, like I'm not yes. kidding around, guys. I'm playing him. Like what you can do with your lineup like this night. is unbelievable. So Blake Bortles, run one in, get some garbage time points. I don't care how it comes. Hook it up. Bortles. So playing him at $4,900, I got Melvin Gordon and Kareem Hunt, uh, two of the best matchups going. And then Julio Jones in there as well at wide receiver. I am playing Harris. Now, if Crowder does play, I'll pivot off him. John Ross is the exact same price at $3,900. Dante Moncrief is my wideout that I'm going to play with Bortles. And I was going to touch on him earlier. Let's just do it now quickly. He leads the Jaguars with 56 targets, in his, and he's got 35 in the last four games. He's got 10 more than Cole. He's got 15 more than Westbrook over that span. I know Chark is trending up, but he has only 17 targets in his last four games. And for Moncrief, at least 76 yards in three of his past five games. He has won over 100 yards, and he leads the team in air yards. So I'm playing him at $4,700. And then Nick Bennett is my is my tight end. He uh, outsnapped Dixon significantly, almost 2-1 to one last week. He had a boatload of targets, eight and seven catches. Jordan Howard is in there at flex, and I'm rolling out the Packers because they did okay against Brady and Goff. Now they got Brock Osweiler. All right, Ben. I considered going Josh McCown, but I ended so far oh, from now. Boo. I know I love McCown too. I might have to switch it up, but right now I got Marcus Mariota and I wanted, I tried really hard to get Gurley, Melvin Gordon and Kareem Hunt all in the same lineup. Goodness. Uh, I, it's very <laughs> tough to do. So I'm going to roll Gurley and Melvin Gordon and I'm going to save money and go Duke Johnson over Kareem Hunt. Uh, I'm playing Trey Burton as I talked about playing the Jets defense. Think they're super 
Uh, great play, obviously. And then t- at wide receiver, I'm going to go with Josh Gordon. I'm I'm bought in that Belichick's just going to torch Malcolm Butler. He doesn't even have to do anything. Butler's just that bad. Uh, I'm going Valdez Scantling because he is Aaron Rodgers' new number two receiver. Cobb still gets targets, but Valdez Scantling gets the deep targets, which I like in a good matchup. And I'm going to roll Adam Humphreys. He just should not be this cheap, and the volume is there. And he is in one of the best pass offenses in the league, and that's my lineup. All right, here's where things got a little crazy because uh, I made this lineup independently before I would – look, clearly I read the advice of, the, of these two fine gentlemen uh, because they know what they're doing. They're smart. But I, I like to build my own lineup before diving into their work of to get my own opinion of maybe I've, I've thought of something they did it. Well, me and Chris Meany thought of the exact same thing <laughs> because we both have the Blake Bortles, Dante Too Moncrief st- stack. Oh, my it's, gosh. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> this should not have happened. I was trying to think outside the box. I'm shocked. <laughs> but here that we are. That is crazy. $4,900, $4,700 for Moncrief. But what that allowed me to do, just like Chris, Todd Gurley, Alvin Kamara, crushing my running back positions. I have Josh Gordon in there as well for the Butler embarrassment. And then here's my differentiators. I got Ben Watson, who shame on you guys for not using Ben Watson. So cheap. Dirt, dirt cheap. Then I've got Deion Lewis in as my flex. I like the uptick of usage. I'm going with Larry Fitz as my wide receiver three. Things have been trending up for him since he's been – he's better from the hamstring injury. Uh, Chris Meany mentioned it, how the team looked far more Bruce Arians than Mike McCoy this past week with the usage of the players, and that included Larry Fitzgerald. I prefer him to be at home, but I'm going to take my shot on the primary target for Rosen in a matchup where they're going to have to throw the ball. And then I got the New England Patriots. They're only $2,700, and I don't mind the play of Mariota, but I think Mariota's going to be knocked on his butt quite a few times with potential for turnovers as well. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. My lineup is clearly superior to the <laughs> to these guys over here, but hey, we wish you the best of luck. We wish you a merry weekend, a weekend full of cash money winnings. We will see you next week on the Fantasy Footballers DFS podcast. I am Mike, the Fantasy Hitman Right, always joined by Chris Meany and Ben Cummins. We will see you next Friday. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thefantasyfootballers.com.